You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I didn't think so. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Let's go ahead and head right to the phone lines where we're joined by our uh, good friend and Friday guest. We took a couple weeks off, but now we're back because Nebraska, if you haven't heard, is hosting quite a few recruits this weekend. I didn't know. We head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where we're joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Zach, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? I, uh, I missed you guys. I thought maybe uh, uh, was it something I did or... Was it was it you guys, not me? Like I haven't been on a show for a minute. <laughs> Look, Zach, it was by design. Look, I'm sorry, Zach. We have something to tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's just not you with me. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just best to do it on air where everybody can hear, so that way yeah. there's no message boards or anything about it. Yeah, we want everybody to right. Know. Air, air all the dirty laundry out. That's yeah. uh, that's my that's the mo, right? Just yeah. leave them out to dry. It's... Don't even talk to them. <laughs> Zach, Zach, man, uh, how weird is it going to be if grown adults are lining up to take pictures with Dylan Riola tonight at the Husker baseball game? Uh, not weird. I mean, that happens. I, I mean, I think the kids, kids and stuff, are getting autographs when he was at the basketball game. But yeah. like, I'm so numb to that, or at least used to it, um, covering recruiting for years. I would um, after the games, I'd interview whoever I was there to watch and evaluate and then uh there'd be people lining up to take pictures or get autographs from him i'm like man he's 16 like Mm -hmm. i I get it though like five-star quarterback um with with dylan rayola but honestly i was thinking of the story with five-star quarterback uh jaden davis after he had this uh huge game when i went down there um a couple falls ago so a couple years ago and um I mean, they're superstars in the making. That was what that was probably my uh, most favorite part about the about covering recruiting is you're seeing the stars before they're the stars. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, fans are a lot the same way, man. Um, kind of, you'll be able to say, "I knew, I knew you win." Yeah, essentially. So no, no, nothing weird to me about if uh, they're getting some pictures taken. But baseball, the Nebraska baseball game is. Uh, an interesting backdrop for a massive recruiting weekend. <laughs> I, I agree. Hey, but it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good day uh, for for some Husker athletics with with baseball retiring a couple jerseys and then um, the big the big junior day. Before we Who's, get who signs more autographs, Alex Gordon or Dylan Raiola? Uh, Alex Gordon. He's a baseball player. Yeah, they've got the signature. They got the signature. I mean, already. Locked into place. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one thing I've always been jealous about. I mean, also paychecks and yeah. <laughs> athletic ability of baseball players is they have that beautiful signature. That's just Every the one, one thing. Zach, before we before we dive deeper into the, the recruiting weekend, I, I want to talk and get your thoughts from Husker football practice this week because we got to see the uh, the first 40 minutes of Thursday's practice. I mean, did anybody stand out to you or, or what's what were you kind of watching on Thursday? Yeah, so the way we broke it up, um, I focused on the offense, and Steve Marek, he focused on the defense. Um, and then uh, Jansen, Jeff, and Greg were all there um, hand in, handling multimedia with photos and videos and uh, just 
observations here and there. But so I, I was focused on the offense. Um, I mean, taking a look at the quarterbacks really quickly, just uh, one thing I noticed. Obviously, we didn't get to watch him throw, and that was by design. Um, but having him go through running back drills, uh, ball carrying drills, which I'm uh, wasn't here for spring ball last year, but I mean, I think that's probably going to be pretty standard, but it still stood out to me because I think this staff is going to want to implement the quarterback run game a little more. And Jeff Sims, um, he was running uh, through through the GAs who were smacking the quarterbacks and the running backs with pads as they ran through the line and um, working on ball security and running through contact. And uh, Sims got praised by for, uh, for how he was doing in that drill. But then uh, – that was my first time seeing Jeff Sims in person. And uh, I also had to, I was taking a bunch of photos as well and uh, got one where it's just like, all right, this is kind of, this perfectly sums up how physically impressive that guy is. Like um, might have just been the angle, but his arms look massive. And uh, he just, he's at six four two twenty. I think he's up to might be more than that. I don't have the official roster in front of me but um actually i do have it six four two twenty um yes your eyes are obviously going to be drawn to to him because he's when we did our top 30 countdown um leading up to spring ball i had him and casey thompson just that quarterback battle is the number one most intriguing um most intriguing husker most intriguing storyline um but he looks the part man i mean he looks the part of an NFL body, um, a high-level college football body. Can he put it all together? Can he stay healthy? And can he put it all together as far as leading defenses? Um, obviously, we're not going to know that until the fall if uh, he does wind up winning the starting quarterback job. But, man, he looked uh, physically impressive. Uh, keeping it on the offensive side and keeping it with transfers, one of the kind of forgotten transfers or one that you, I've been hearing a lot more about lately, Billy Kemp, the transfer out of Virginia. Uh, did you get a chance to see him, and what were your thoughts on him? Well, of course I got a chance to see him. He's a fellow short king. So, of course, <laughs> I, uh, I had my eyes on him. He's 5'9", I'm 5'7", shoes on. So, um, yeah, he actually um, – I mean, it's not a surprise, but – when I walked outside, he was uh, number one in the punt returning drills, like in the number one in the line, and then Xavier Betts is behind him. Um, and Kemp looked completely comfortable returning punts. I think Betts was um, just, again, limited time seeing him. looked like um, Kemp was a lot more comfortable. But that's not surprising because um, Kemp was Virginia's top punt returner for the last four years and um, racked up like – over 2,500 all-purpose yards. Um, it was over 2,700. Um, so, yeah, Kemp, uh, I mean, he, he looks like he's low to the ground. He has balance. That They're running through that, um, whatever that gauntlet is, the machine that the running backs were going through, and then the receivers, they uh, flipped them out. And they are going through pass-catching drills with Garrett McGuire uh, here, overhearing him say, yeah, three things to do. You catch, tuck, nice and then all the receivers are going through and doing that and um Kemp got tripped up a little bit at the end at the end there and uh went to the ground but he stayed up like uh he regained his balance and and um kept plugging forward so you, you see that like the short area quickness maybe Kemp isn't a over-the-top burner um with his speed but 
he's going to be utilized so often, I think, effectively in the short to intermediate passing game and um, quick passes, maybe, who knows, maybe jet sweeps um, or touch passes behind the line of scrimmage, who knows, but um, definitely going to be utilized in those areas to move the chains. Um, and he's an exciting player. It's like we don't have that, we don't know for sure who that number one wide receiver is going to be. And um, there's guys, Marcus Washington, obviously Xavier Betts, who again, he's 6'2", 200, another super physically impressive uh, offensive player. But Kemp isn't, you wouldn't expect uh, your number one receiver to be a slot guy at 5'9". Um, what's his official weight? 5'9", 180. But, I mean, Tyreek Hill did it with the Chiefs. He did it with the Dolphins. So, I mean, there's... Uh, that opportunity, obviously, different players, and we're talking about the difference in that electric elite speed that Tyreek Hill has, so I'm not comparing the two. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what, what Kim can do and what he can be. Um, I, I kind of feel like I wrote this a uh, couple weeks ago that he's maybe he doesn't wind up being the, a true number one wide receiver, but I think he's the top candidate to be whoever the starting or whoever the quarterback is, he's the top candidate to be that quarterback's favorite target, most reliable target um, throughout games. One more before we before we get to the recruiting weekend. We're talking to Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska. Arik Gilbert was out there, and uh, I mean, I, I I was telling the guys here like the Georgia guys, whether it's Jacob Hood, who yes wasn't in the first group but was bigger than everybody else, and obviously Teddy Prosca was not practicing or was in a green jersey, but you had. Uh, you, you look at Jacob Hood, you look at MJ Sherman, and, and then most of all, you look at Arik Gilbert, and they just look different. Yeah, I mean, you're going to Georgia, the premier program in college football right now, and they have their choice of five stars and high-end four stars. So those guys look the part, no doubt about it. Um, and no, they didn't, they didn't get any playing time for um, – they didn't get like, – MJ Sherman didn't get – snaps on defense he's more of a special teams role and each guy didn't get playing time for different reasons um or each guy's different is what i'm trying to say each mm-hmm. guy's situation but you're going up against other five stars you're getting, going up against pros in practice that was ohio state's recruiting pitch all the time i'm sure george's is similar is your iron sharpens iron as the cliche goes but pros practicing against pros um so you're going up against uh, some of the best talent in college football throughout practices all year, even if you're not necessarily getting into games. So um, that gives you a little bit of experience and leg up and combining that with, yeah, like you said, I mean, Reed Gilbert is six six two seventy now and MJ Sherman. I mean, you walk by him and it's just like, yep, he's not going to be mistaken for an FCS prospect anytime yeah. soon. So um, yeah, they're, they, I feel like I'm, sound like a broken record but there are just a lot of really physically impressive athlete bodies and athletes frames on this team so i mean it's a good little core to work with for um cory campbell and um, the rest of that training staff and the rest of the coaching staff zach moving on to the now the junior day here i i mean obviously headlined by by Dylan Riola. I want to I want to kind of talk to you about Dylan but in a different sense here. When you look at his entire recruitment, it's just kind of been crazy because Nebraska was completely out of it 
And then when we talked to you right after Matt Rule had like first talked to Dylan Rail, it was like any decommitted from Ohio State, it was like, all right, probably about a, a, a 10 to 15% chance. I don't need, we don't necessarily need you to put a number on it unless you want to, but I mean, like, just talk about how much Husker Nation is attracted to Dylan Riola right now and how polarizing him coming to Lincoln is right now and then where Nebraska's chances lie. Yeah, it's just so crazy because the the five-star talent, I mean, he's the number one quarterback. He's also the number one overall player. And it's just continued. I, I always do this type of thing with, like, when Nebraska was 3-3 three and three last year and tied for first in the Big Ten West, I kept saying, Nebraska's tied for first place in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep saying that because it's, like, that needs to hit home. Like, and it's just uh, – it's a reality that we're in. And in this case, Nebraska has a chance with the number one overall player in the country. So um, they've had that chance for the past uh, few months, ever since his decommitment from Ohio state. And then when, when rule put in that effort and um, in that time to build that relationship and um, on down the line with all the other coaches visiting him, visiting his school down in Arizona. Um, but yeah, the, it's the the Husker legacy connection too. Obviously, it plays such a big role in it. Um, so it's just a hell of a coincidence, I guess, to use one word that the best player in this recruiting class and a potential first, potential future top ten pick, and um, all those things that are are legitimately squarely on the table, um, and. Uh, the fact that you combine it with the fact that he's not just a Husker legacy, but he's the son of an all American national champion, Nebraska hall of famer has his Jersey retired Mm -hmm. in the stadium just adds so much to it. And for, I mean, I've I've only been living here since August, but I mean, those sorts of values and that the family connections and the emotional connections are just, it's, it's very clear to me that that's such a big part of, um, the Nebraska culture called the Nebraska way where um, those connections are so tight and so important. So I think that also um, draws some um, tugs of the heartstrings, I guess to use another cliche at, at a lot of fan base and for good reason. Um, and sort of a, a Nebraska thing and a Midwest thing. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, so I, I kind of, I get it from that angle. Um, but then you had all the talent to it and what he could mean for this class um, not just as the superstar at the game's most important position but uh, for all the Rolodex he has and the guys he could bring with him um, if he did wind up choosing Nebraska but um, I still think USC and Georgia are such major players here there's some other schools uh, still in the mix still involved but um, USC and Georgia are, are still right there right there at the top um and it's it's gonna be hard i've been saying it uh, i know i've said it like a hundred times on your guys show and other platforms other places but when he decommitted from ohio state i kept saying look out for usc as a quote-unquote dark horse can't really be a dark horse when you're usc and lincoln riley but um i always felt just like a gut feeling that 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 was going to become more of a serious consideration than 
maybe we were giving it credit for at the time because it seemed like Georgia was a shoe-in. Um, and Georgia's still heavily involved. Nebraska's still heavily involved. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, this is still a fight. I, I've tried, been trying to temper expectations that mm-hmm. it's not anywhere even close to being a done deal with Nebraska despite all these visits. Um, and I'm continuing to try to temper expectations of be excited, but don't go through the moon believing that it's it's a done deal or it's no doubt going to happen. All right, Zach, last one before we go ahead and let you go. Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska with us. Um, when, when you talk about or when you look at this junior day, there's a lot of high-profiled guys, um, and that's kind of – why it's such a big deal, I suppose, and part of that is the the attraction of Don uh, of Dylan Ryle. Excuse me, a lot of other high quality talent want to come with him. I, is there a chance? Is this weekend? Is there a chance for potential commitments here down there, like soon, or is this weekend kind of for the staff to also be like, all right, let's see who is a realistic possibility out of these top end guys? Yeah, I think it's both. Um, I mean, I, I think Ian Flint, tight end from Texas, he's. Uh, um, his dad uh, went to, I think, ran track here in the 90s. Uh, his sister's on the track team at Nebraska. We, we've had him on commitment watch since uh, December, essentially, or January. Um, I think uh, Greg Greg has Ian on uh, on commitment watch. He has a future cast in for, for Ian to eventually pick Nebraska. And um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen after this visit, but wouldn't be surprised. Um, but also Gibson Pyle, offensive lineman. Um, he's a three-star down in, again, Texas. <laughs> again, that was that team. But uh, Greg and Nick Harris are Rivals National Recruiting Analyst who covers Texas for us. Um, they both have a future cast in for Nebraska for, for Gibson. And those are two guys um, sort of jump off the page. But, but the other part of your question is, yeah, I think it's a relationship-building weekend and a – something that Rule talked about a couple weeks ago press conferences. I don't want guys to commit to me without seeing me coach and practice, without seeing us practice. Mm-hmm. That's a, another major reason why they, um, I think, didn't, I didn't ask Rule or, uh, this directly, but I think that's probably a big reason why they decided to have um, this big junior day this weekend so they can see that, um, that big practice on Saturday. But, yeah, I mean, just to run through a couple of guys. I mean, Brandon Baker, he's an offensive tackle from modern day, and he's considered to be in in uh, conversations to be the number one ranked offensive tackle in what's considered to be a pretty thin offensive tackle class. Um, so getting him on campus is, is massive. Um, and then you got the in-state stars, Carter Nelson, Davon Hall, Isaiah McMorris, um, Gatlin Bear from, from Idaho. Um, but the thing I keep coming back to, I, I don't know if I've talked with you guys about it, but uh, the three big, three of the biggest areas I've been hoping that the new staff was going to wind up recruiting would be in no order, but um, Philadelphia, the DMV, or uh, not Philadelphia, uh, the DMV, Chicago, and St. Louis. And the DMV, they, uh, they've made that clear that that's a, one of the priorities outside of Nebraska and Texas and a couple other states. Chicago, they've um, targeted that, and then St. Louis, they followed up by targeting that that place as well. It's just there's so much talent, so much talent loaded in to so many top tier schools in St. Louis in such a small radius that it's 
there, there's too much talent and it's too um, intriguing of a, of a place where you can really maximize your time on the recruiting trail when it's such a condensed recruiting calendar as it is. And it's mm-hmm. so close by. And I think they're taking that next step of trying to um, get their foot in the door in St. Louis with guys like Ryan Wingo, five-star receiver from St. Louis. Um, and uh, another guy from St. Louis, where, where was he? I think Ryan, um, Ryan Wingo and another one names escaping me. Um, but they are trying to, they're trying to recruit St. Louis and that's something that's uh a storyline to follow this weekend with uh, with some guys coming in. All right, Zach. Hey, good, really, really good stuff. Really thorough stuff. We appreciate the time as always. What do you think of uh, Trev Alberts and, and and the beatbox? Man, the fact that the athletic director is tweeting uh, tweeting that out and putting a spotlight on recruiting. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if nothing else, that doesn't happen very often. Where programs' athletic director, especially. Mm. Um, one of the profile of Nebraska, um, they're not there. The fact that he's putting a spotlight on this recruiting weekend, if nothing else, that should tell you how big of a deal this recruiting weekend yeah. is. I mean, it's might be the biggest recruiting weekend. I mean, in recent Nebraska history, I don't know how far back that would go, but just the depth of talent and the, the number of guys getting on campus. I mean, so. Trev Alberts is pulling out the stop. They pulled out the big guns for uh, for this weekend. Gosh, it's it's crazy. It's it's definitely an exciting time. Zach, uh, stay busy. I know you'll have no problem doing that with all the all the bodies in town. So we we appreciate you taking about twenty minutes of your time and, and and hanging out with us, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. I'll catch you guys again next time. Zach. Stay up, Short King. Short King Spring is here, boys. Heck yeah! Yeah, see, see season. Yeah, see you, Zach. We'll talk to you later. All right, see you. That is Zach Carpenter of, of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Really thorough stuff. Um, it's crazy when it's always funny because Zach always texts me about five minutes after we get done with the with the conversation. Is like, man, I hope I didn't talk too much. And I'm like, Zach, dude, if I ask five questions in 20 minutes, we're, we're getting enough information. You're you're all good, man. Honestly, so. Zach, in these in these situations on these days, like this this section, it's yeah. it's you. It's yeah, all we, you. We we do not we. They don't want. People us. don't want to hear us. They don't want us. Yeah. They want the guy that knows more yeah. recruiting than us. Um, Ryan Mackey on the text line says Gibson Pyle is a phenomenal offensive that lineman, is, name. Is and it is really good. <laughs> it is really good. Um, so yeah, no, seriously, keep in touch. Uh, with with. We'll have news, obviously, coming from the weekend as well as as the rival site, the Inside Nebraska folks over there. Uh, shout out to Steve if you listen to our show on Mondays. Steve Mark works over there with Zach, and Zach obviously doing their thing um, over there on the recruiting side of things, so make sure you go check them out. Let's go ahead, and we'll take our final timeout. When we come back, we bring in Strick and Austin, and we talk a little Husker baseball as they get ready uh, for a big series this weekend after dropping a couple in a row, and then uh, they'll also retire some jerseys talk about recruiting a little bit and uh the guys have a pretty phenomenal guest coming up on on the block we'll tell you about it coming up next download our app by searching 93.7 the ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are more of the happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com